0: What's up everybody, and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a hundred million dollar enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of OneClick Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to B2B Made Simple, uh, the podcast. With me today, I have Stephanie Cox, uh, the VP of Sales and Marketing at Lumavate. Um, Stephanie, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're really, really happy to have you uh, with us today. Um, so what does Lumivate do? Uh, what are you guys uh, known for and who do you guys help?
1: Yeah, so we are a platform that enables marketers to build mobile apps without code. Mm-hmm. And primarily, we sell into the upper mid-market and enterprise space. So we have customers like Roche Diagnostics, Cummins, um Trinkara Wines, and both you know, B2C use cases and B2B and b 2 b c
0: Very cool. So MarTech, right?
1: Yeah, MarTech.
0: There you go. I like that. I don't think we've had anybody on here, the podcast yet that uh, does MarTech. So this is kind of cool. You'll be a first.
1: Selling to marketers is super fun.
0: Is it? I mean, I love marketing. Is it? Is it tough? I mean, what's your background in marketing?
1: Yeah, so I have almost 20 years of experience in marketing. Yeah. Um, I've been primarily in B2B events instance stunts and B2C and B2B2C, um, but also primarily in software or companies with software components. So marketing is hard in general and fun. It is even harder when you sell to marketers. And I've done that a couple of times down my career because we are, we're horrible. And what I mean by that <laughs> is like, we know what you're going to do, right? Like, so like as an example, like we know if we fill out a form to download a piece of content, someone's gonna call us in 10 minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, so, cause that's what we, that's what we do. Yeah. So it's just, it's harder to stand out. It's harder to get their attention and it's harder to get them to actually wanna talk to you because mm-hmm. they're so critical of everything. But if you stand out well, um, marketers are the most loyal buyers. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times in my career I've went from different roles and I work with a lot of the same vendors. Um, I also you know know that we've had customers in numerous companies that I've worked for that have left their current role, went to another company and brought us in. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very loyal, but it's hard to get their attention because they're super critical of everything you're doing because they can see through the BS.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Um, but I also see the loyalty side. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool because once you you've built a relationship with one or two whether that's an agency that you, you work with or a marketer that does your copy i mean that's cool that you can carry that relationship into next role and I guess that really hammers down the importance of i mean networking but also just being genuine and real um because you never know who you're going to be connected with for years to come right
1: exactly well and it's funny because like i have like one guy that does like all of our website work. And, you know, he's the guy that I'll use. And I have mm-hmm. like, I've used the same like printer and direct mail fulfillment company for like more than 10 years. I'm never going <laughs> to change. Like, unless yeah. they go away, I'm never changing mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: um,
1: because they've just numerous times. And I think this is what goes back to the loyalty part, but just for any company too, like they've went above and beyond for me. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and because like in marketing, your job oftentimes is to make the impossible possible and do things faster than you think they can be done. And when people help you deliver that, you remember it and you want to reward that behavior with loyalty. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, so I would say marketing to marketers uh, is probably equivalent to um, Keith Urban performing like in an arena in Nashville. It's like right. it's it's the top of your game. People are are looking at you for the mistakes. Um, what are, what are some ways that you found that, that worked for you guys? I mean, you're doing it, you're doing it successfully. Do you have anything that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. So many different things um, that have worked and that have failed too. Right. I think the biggest thing is being authentic, right. And doing what makes sense for your brand and to communicate to humans. So I think number one is yes, you know, we use ABM and we're targeting accounts, but at the end of the day, like I'm not targeting this account. I'm targeting this specific person who is like a person. At this mm-hmm. company, I want to talk to them. So I think one is, is doing that. I think the other thing that's really important is being creative. And I think sometimes people think creativity and innovation means you have to do something totally different that no one's ever done before. And I think that's not true. I think we've put our, a lot of emphasis on that when in reality, it's like you just need to do something in a really different way. So like we've used direct mail before, where we've been really creative, like I'll give you an example, we targeted sporting venues. And Instead of just sending them like whatever one else sends them when they do direct mail, right? Like some little chat key. We thought about like the audience. We knew that they were primarily in their late thirties, forties, and they're primarily male. So They grew up in the eighties, which means they loved and likely traded baseball cards. So we created a baseball That's card cool. mailer with different mobile use cases, printed it on baseball card paper, sealed it in a foil wrapper and sent it with big league chew ba- like gum. Because if yeah. you're an eighties child, like that's really cool. <laughs> and so is that like a crazy, creative, innovative idea? No, it's like direct mail and like baseball cards and gum from the eighties. But by putting them together in a different way, you know, we booked um, 70% of the accounts we reached out to, we booked meetings as wow. well. And I think that's what I mean by like, you don't have to do something crazy. You just have to think about it differently. Like, how can you stand out? Don't do what everyone else is doing. Because here's the thing, marketers, they've seen all that. Mm-hmm they've probably done what you're about to do to them. Yeah. So how do you think of something that like you've never seen done? And I always challenge my team because you know, I, le- I lead the marketing team along with sales, success and product. And I tell them, if you won't open it or you won't react to it, why are we doing it? Yeah. Like You are the target audience. If you won't respond, why are we wasting our time? Mm-hmm. And so it really challenges them to think about like what would cause them to laugh? What would cause them to engage? What would cause them to respond to an email and actually want to have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's different about marketing to marketers. did you have to constantly ask yourself that as a marketer. And if you can't say yes, I would respond, then like you've got a big problem.
0: I think honestly, even if if you're in B2B and you're not um marketing to another marketer, having that mindset is probably a good way to do it because you know you'll always be at the top of your game and ask yourself, not necessarily would our target account open this or would I open this, but would Uh, you know, a marketer in the industry, drop their name in your mind and say, would they open this? Um, How would they, how would they look at this, even if they're not your target client, right?
1: Exactly. And I think the thing about it is what's gonna be really cool if you do it well, is not only do you get like your end goal, right? But like what we've seen is, we'll send something out that's really creative. And then we will get this, this is like the best, the best compliment in the world is we'll do like a a super personalized video to someone and they'll get a hundred views on it. They did not watch it a hundred times. They sent it around to their friends, to other people in the company. And we'll get messages back like, like I've never seen anyone do anything like this. And what we did was not expensive. It was not like this big production. It was just different. And so that I think is like the, the big thing is, can you get someone else to not just engage with it, but go, this is cool. Let me send this to someone else. Mm-mm. Like I'm now going to pass this around the organization and not in the way that's like, no, I'm not the right contact. Let me pass it over to Bob. And now it's like Bob's problem.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, Bob. But like in this whole situation of like, this is really cool. Why aren't we doing things like this? Why aren't we being this creative? I think that is really like the best compliment in the entire world as a marketer.
0: Yeah. Why don't you Share with me what that uh, video was like. So was it a cold lead that you guys were, were going after or a cold account um, and you just sent him a video? What was it?
1: Yeah, so we started, gosh, like two and a half years ago. Um, I had a crazy idea of lots of crazy ideas if you talk to my team, and I wanted to do personalized videos to everyone that we were doing outbound campaigns to. And they were like, "That's crazy! Like, who does that? Like, how are we gonna do this?" We outreached to like 200 accounts, like, like that's bonkers. And I was like, "Well, let's just pick 20." So we started with 20, and I let this. This is my mistake. So don't ever do this. I let the sales team pick the Mm. first 20. And they were like, Disney, Walmart, (laughs) Bosch tools, Mattel. And I was like, well, that was a mistake. Um, And then we basically spent time doing a ton of research on them, not just on the company, on the person. Like where's the last time that person spoke at a conference? What do they talk about on Twitter? What do we know about their background? Where are the latest projects they've worked on? What can we find about you? And I call it like the line between creepy and cool. -hmm. And what's I mean by that (laughs) is like a good
0: line. (laughs) It is
1: because there's there's a line. Yeah. It is. Like, how do I get enough about you that you're like, you really did your homework? But then also, how do I not cross that line and um, where it's crazy? So that's really what we focused on is how do I get enough information about you so that, you know, it looks like I totally did that for you, Sam. It's very clear it's just for you. It was geared for you. And you're wowed by it, but not like where I've crossed the line and I've like found information about you that you don't put on the internet. Yeah. That that's the, that's the creepy line. Um. So we, we, what we did there is we started with 20 and we spent way more time than we should have. And we recorded, we wrote scripts for the sales team, helped them record it and sent them out. And I sent them out on like a Friday at like 3 p.m. via email. And mainly because like we had worked on them for like a week for 20 scripts and 20 videos, which is crazy. Cause they were like 90 second videos. Yeah. Um, but we were super slow doing it the first time. And by Monday we had booked like four meetings. Wow. And everyone's like, this wait, works. this works. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. Then we started working on like, okay, how do we do this for like a hundred people? How do we start to scale this? How do we get this to a point? So it wasn't like this crazy elaborate production, right? Like we recorded them on a MacBook. Mm-hmm. Um, we uploaded initially upload them to YouTube as unlisted videos, like did a screen capture with the play button on it. And the email that you clicked on that took you to, I mean, it was super low, low rent, right. Um, yeah. but it worked. And then once we like realized that that process worked, we started figuring out like, hey, what technology do we use to scale this from a video perspective? How do we think about making this part of our process and doing this in a way where like we can't spend a week of time, like writing, Mm -hmm. doing 20 videos, how do we get to this point? And that's what we did. And I think part of it is, you know, I can't tell you what your video should be when you reach out to someone because it needs to be authentic from you. So like, if I reach out to someone and I notice like they're big Disney fans, I'm gonna talk to them about that because I am a big Disney fan myself. Mm -hmm. Whereas like someone else who is not obsessed with Disney World and hasn't been like 30 times, is probably not going to have like that same passion. It comes through. And so part of it's about like figuring out how, what's unique about them, how you can connect with them and really wowing them because people get more messages a day across every channel than they can even keep up with. And the ones that stand out are the ones that are totally different.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, You said that a lot of these ideas run through your mind. It sounds like you're a really creative person. Um, Is it, so is it just you that comes up with this stuff or is it you empower your team? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So I empower my team and I'm always challenging them to think differently um, and to go bigger and bolder. I think a lot of people think B2B marketing or B2B sales has to be boring and it mm-hmm. doesn't. I think we're all tired of that. We're marketing to humans. There's no reason why you can't have fun. There's no reason why you can't have like softy language that you use. Um, I, like a good example is like Wendy's on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have a really specific Twitter pers- persona. And everyone goes, well, that's great because they're B2C. And I'm like, but why can't it be that way for B2B? Yeah. We're still mm-hmm. marketing to people, right? Like At the end of the day, like I'm not trying to sell to this company. I'm trying to sell to this person who happens to work right now at that company. Mm-hmm. Um, the company is an entity that doesn't buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> people buy things.
2: Yeah, So, exactly.
1: you know, I'm really, I'm, I would always say that like there are very, my team has heard this like a million times. There are very few crazy ideas I will ever say no to. Like I really welcome them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one example. I was like, we can't send people puppies, but like besides that, like we can really do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I always challenge them to like think bigger than they are, right? Or if they set a goal for something, like why isn't it bigger? And because I think what you people find, especially really talented teams, they rise to the occasion. They want to be successful. They want to push themselves. And if you give them the resources and really the confidence, and support to do it, they will rise to that challenge. Like the baseball card idea I told you, like that wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. That was someone on my team's idea. It was two people actually. Um, I just said, we're doing this campaign. Here's kind of like the general thoughts around the campaign itself, what should we do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they came up with this whole concept and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And so I I think when the, one of the things is like, if you as a leader, are really creative and you push the boundaries and, you know, like I have crazy ideas all the time and I share those with my team, then they start to create that behavior too. And they start to have them. Um, and then it's fun because then my crazy ideas, like I sent one to my team last night and I slacked my team members and was like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. We can talk about tomorrow, but just wanted to get it like out of my brain. And she was like, that's like a five out of 10 for you. She's like, that's not really tame. And I was like, I guess it kind of is, but what's crazy is I don't know if she would have said that a year ago yeah right like a year ago she probably was like that's crazy idea and now Mm -hmm. she's like that feels like really reasonable for you (laughs) (laughs) um so I think it's but now she has all these crazy ideas too right like now she's constantly like upping the game and like going to push us on how can we she happens to run our social and content like how can we be more forward in our language like can we be more provocative what could we do how do we find this fine line between like what our brand is and who we want to be and how we want to talk to people and Mm -hmm. you know what's Gets people to react. So I think as long as you encourage people to be creative, you'll find that your team is full of great ideas. And the ones that where they say like, well, my team's not super creative. I I will tell you like the problem starts at the top, then you're not creative yourself and you're not empowering them to do it.
0: A common problem we see in the B2B industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house. We see this all the time. From redesigns to regular maintenance, we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated, secure, and current with the times. And let's face it, working on a website isn't that fun. The worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, Our U.S.-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. How would you say, let's say it doesn't go from the top down? What are some ways that you found to kind of spark that creativity? Because... You know, I think everybody really does have it to an extent. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's some people that just have wild ideas. And I'm probably more in the tame camp, to be honest. But I think it's all there to an extent. Mm -hmm. How do you spark it? And what are some ways that others can do the same thing and really kind of get those inner ideas out?
1: I think it's starting small. I think a lot of times people think they have to boil the ocean or come up with this like big, crazy idea. Why can't it be something small? Why can't it be like, hey, we're going to test this week some like more provocative messaging on Twitter and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Or we're going to test a campaign or an ad, like run some ads with this type of messaging or this type of design. Everyone acts like in marketing, like whatever we decide is like, like permanent. And guess what? Like when I started my career, that was a hundred percent accurate because we did things Mm -hmm. in print. And once you printed something like, I mean, it was there. You couldn't take it back. But with digital today, like I can spin things up on Google Ad AdWords or Google Ads, whatever they're calling it now, and literally take it down in an hour if I don't like it. I exactly, you can do yeah. any of that, right? You can delete tweets. I mean, like, there's so much you can do um, that you can take back. And mm-hmm. so I and I think people are forgiving, right? Like, people don't aren't unless you make a major gaffe. Like, they're not going to remember what you posted on LinkedIn six months ago. Like, they're just not. And yeah. so I think it gives you the, the opportunity to start small. Like, start have an idea, start small. And I always tell people, and this, not everyone is the same way, but I always say like, ask forgiveness, not permission. Mm -hmm. Like you were hired because you know what you're doing and you have talent. And whoever hired you believes that. Mm -hmm. So in reality, like do what you think is best for your role in your company. And I can tell you, like I did, it took me a long time in my career, probably like seven years or so to get to that point where I realized like, I'm an adult. I've done this a long time. I know what I'm doing. Like, why yeah. am I asking my boss if I could do this? Mm-hmm. And I just stopped asking and started doing, and then I just started like, I, you know, before I would point out problems in other areas that weren't my responsibility and like, be like, Hey, we should fix this. And no one did anything. So I just started doing it. And guess what? People don't tell you to knock it off. When you deliver yeah. good results, they don't tell you to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also don't notice if you fail, if you do it in a small way first, So, you know, a lot of times if you have these bigger ideas, figure out a way to start testing it, figure out a way to start implementing it and prove out that you're right. Yeah, That's the easiest way to convince someone who's not very creative or not like super on board with change is data. You can't argue with data. Everyone can argue with opinions, but not with data.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, how how do you present something like this to senior management who might not be as creative as the marketing team? Um, But it sounds like you answered that. So really take a bite-sized piece, and obviously not necessarily condoning going behind people's backs, but try it out, give it a try, you know, why not? It's easier to ask, uh, was it forgiveness than permission sometimes, give it a try. And then once you have the hypothesis, I guess, behind it and the the data to prove it, then that's when you present it to senior management and that's what you found has worked?
1: Yeah, I think early on in my career. I think now I'm in a point and have been for a while now where I'm just who I am. So when I <laughs> when people, you know, try and hire me, you know, one of the things I'll tell you, I tell people during the interview process and I said that, like, if you want someone to come in and like listen for 90 days and like, to, you know, learn the business and like things, figure out how to improve it, I'm not your girl.
2: Yeah. If
1: you want someone that's going to come in and like sit on her hands for 30 days and it's going to drive her like absolutely crazy and then she's going to blow everything up, like that is who I am. I am a problem solver. Mm -hmm. I find your problems and I fix them. And a lot of times that is going to involve like blowing, blowing it up. Um, So I think part of it is also like knowing, especially if you're in a leadership role, knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and not compromising on that. So if you don't like that structure, like you're not going to like me working with you and I'm not going to like working there. Um, So I think that's one thing. I think for young people who are earlier in their career that maybe aren't going to be a senior leader, I would tell you, you know, data starting small and coming to coming to me with data, it's going to get you more resources every single time. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you have an idea that you're not sure how people are going to react to, if you can come and say like, Hey, I did this little test. Here's what I'm seeing. You know, you might not get like, yes, let's go full speed hundred percent. If someone's super conservative, but you might hear, okay, like, let's, let's explore that more. Let's try that out. Let's, let's ramp that up a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like everyone wants to drive results. I think a lot of times marketers in general, and I think it's the same thing for with sales reps, really anyone that has a number tied to them is worried about failure. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to be the person that said, go do this. And it failed. Um, I think we need to embrace failure more. I think everyone fails. And I think we should talk about it more. That's a mm-hmm. separate topic. But I think if you can do that and you can prove, like, hey, I've done my homework. I know what I'm doing. Here's what I'm saying. I think we should do X, Y, and Z. I think you'll find people more willing to to do that. I will Mm -hmm. tell you, you know, at least in my career, I am, if you have an idea and I might like disagree with it, it is highly unlikely that I won't give you the go ahead if it's well thought out.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's actually thought out, and you can tell me like why you believe that like my first reaction will be like, let's go test it. Like, I don't think, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but let's go test it. Like, I want you to prove me wrong, mm-hmm. please. Like, right. Like that's how we learn. That's how we get better. Yeah. But it has to be well thought out. It can't just be like, I have this idea and I've not thought about how we would do it, how we'd afford it. Like what the budget is, what I need to do, how long it would take. I want to plan. And it doesn't have to be a PowerPoint and that's well-documented thing, but it has to be like, and you have to be able to have a conversation with me that shows me that you know what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So obviously you guys focus a lot on ABM and it's really working. Um, But one thing you mentioned, I think we'll close out on this, um, was you're really a firm believer in product-led growth. And it's something that you guys are passionate about, whether that's free trials or whatever it is. Um, Can you share what has worked for you guys and why is that something you've coupled with ABM?
1: Yeah, so I think a couple of things. One is back to marketing to humans. Mm -hmm. We as a society now are used to trying things out before we buy.
2: <laughs> I love it. I mean, Personally. like, right?
1: Like, it's just, it's how it is. And I think sometimes, you know, in B2B, people assume, well, B2B buys differently. No, it's still people, right? Like, I still want to try it out. And marketers, we are notorious for this. And part of the reason is because we have all probably, and I think any, Probably any um roller could say this, like it's been burned by technology where you've bought in technology because you thought in the sales process it did one thing and you get it and it doesn't. And now you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So this whole idea of trying before you buy is I think really important. And people don't, and I'll give you a great example. Like, I look at software needs for our business at 10, 10 PM at night, because that's when I have time to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, there's not a sales rep that's going to be available at 10 p.m. at night. And none of you, please call me if you listen to this. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to be called at 10 p.m. at night <laughs> either, right? Like,
0: this is not, an not an the way to get this <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to
1: Stephanie. Tr- I want to figure and try it out. Because here's the thing. Let's say I fill out your dinner request form. And then you call me the next day. I'm on to something else. It doesn't mean that that's still not a priority. But now my mind and my and my time is shifted to something else. My time to actually consider you was 10 PM at night. And so a lot of times people don't get my business because there's not a way for me to try their product and there was Mm -hmm. for their competitors. And I have an immediate need. I need an immediate solution. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people think, well, that's SMB and mid-market. It's not enterprise. It's still enterprise, right? Like think about Slack as a great example. How many enterprise organizations use Slack because it was free to get started, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? And they, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and here we are now, right? Where Slack has lots of enterprise customers that are using it as a messaging platform. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of it is realizing like consumer buying, and we are all consumers, has changed regardless of whether or not you're B2B, B2C, or B2B2C. And we need to we need to change with that. Mm-hmm. So I think PLG is the is the biggest thing because what's cool about that is let's think about demo requests in the old world, right? And marketing leads and sales qualified leads. You wanted to demo when you filled out the form. You don't want to demo three days later when it can get on someone's calendar. Mm
2: -hmm. You don't want to
1: have to return, like respond to a call or an email, wait a couple of days to schedule it and then have it to see the product. You want to see the product now. And so it really takes away all that friction to buying and it gets you into the product, but it changes what's important because before what was important was the story your sales team told you. Yeah. Because they controlled every aspect of the sales process. Now what's important And PLG is how easy your product is. Does it meet my needs within five to 10 minutes? Cause that's all the time I'm giving it. If that, um, so it starts to change the prioritization. It doesn't mean that sales isn't still very important because they are, they, but they play a different role now, right? Like their role is you're already in our product. Yeah. Like where are you stuck? What are the questions you have? Do you understand the bigger value it can bring to your organization? How do I help you grow it in your organization versus trying to get you interested you know, and even considering us, you're already in the consideration phase. Technically you're, if you're a free account, you're already a customer. um yeah. So it's just, it's very, very different. And I encourage more software companies to really think about it because it's the way that people want to buy. Mm-hmm. And now don't get me wrong. Like we were sales led and then switched to product led. And it is hard. Yeah. It is yeah. so hard to do. It is easier to start product led from the beginning. <laughs>
2: um
1: But it's also like, So much fun. And -hmm. what I mean by that is like you get data that you've never seen before, you know, in terms of exactly where people are in different parts of your funnel and you can make changes. Like we're going through this right now. We're making changes this week that will impact the data next week. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in B2B, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to make a change and see instantaneous results really quickly. It's typically like next quarter or next two quarters. We're going to see it in a week. And that's just really, really cool. And it's what marketing is, makes marketing really fun. Like that's what Mm -hmm. I've told my team as we've made this transition is it's about to get like organized chaos (laughs) because (laughs) there's gonna be a lot that we're gonna plan. And there's gonna be a lot of things that there's no way we could have planned for until we get the data. And it's gonna be, if you like that, which is what I love, um, is finding like really difficult problems to fix and finding quick solutions to fix those and seeing results, then it's going to be like the ride of your life.
0: Yeah, and this might sound super cliche. I think 100,000 people have probably said it on LinkedIn over the past six months, but marketing really, especially in, in PLG, the job mm-hmm. of marketing is going to make sales easier. It's not going to eliminate their yeah. need but um, or their role, but it really does do that, just that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It does. Well, think about it, right? Like before when someone... SDRs are doing outbound calls and they get you to agree to a meeting, like you, they have no idea like how far you were in the consideration process. Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Are you just thinking about it? Um, was the incentive to take the meeting, why you took the meeting. Um, and now sales knows with PLG, every single one of those people yeah. are using a the product.
0: They're serious. They I mean, if it. I, if I sign up for a free trial and I do many of them, um, yep. I'm pretty serious about it. Uh, if I stop, that's because it just wasn't a fit for me. But a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll I'll continue. Um, I'll start paying <laughs> if it's good enough. So it definitely exactly. works for us and it seems like it's working great for you guys. But um yeah. Stephanie, this has been this has been really fun and a little transparency if you're listening to this um, what I do is I'll send like an outline and I'll say, Hey, we'll, we'll talk about these things. And if we kind of go off on a tangent, then I don't really care. And from the first question on, we just started talking about what we're passionate about. And I think we brushed like two questions, which is phenomenal. Um, so that's, what's fun about this show, but Stephanie, uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, before we go, where can we find you on LinkedIn? If someone wants to, to follow your stuff.
1: Yeah, please do follow me on LinkedIn, Stephanie Cox. I'm happy to accept connection requests. And then also on Twitter, Stephanie Cox 4 I tweet lots of random ranty things about marketing, sales, et cetera.
0: Awesome. Well, Stephanie Cox is the VP of sales and marketing at Lumavate. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Hey everybody, before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast, and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.